Hello, listener. Welcome to the latest edition of the Wiggly Podcast. I think we're on 156 now. Today, you've just got the company of me, Richard, and the lovely Rachel Harries. Lovely to see you again. Hello, Richard. You're still here, aren't you? Still I here? am still here, yeah. Doing bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. And all sorts of things. Getting like out of the office and sweeping leaves and things. Yes, you, you had an interesting day, didn't you? you? You managed to escape the office yesterday. I did. For at least a couple of hours. A couple of hours, yes. And when spent it wasn't some quality raining. time with Hannah in the garden. Yes. What were, you, what were you doing in the garden? Well, yes, I wanted to see what she was doing. And really, I just wanted an excuse to get out of the office and away yeah. from the computer for yeah, an yeah. hour or so. Yeah, I so I helped her so. sweep some leaves under the pretense of talking about what was going on and what she was doing. And OK, and you took a little uh, Rover Ricardo with you. And, I did, and did but I don't know if it'll work. We have, we have to see if it'll work because I didn't manage to find a dead cat to, to muffle the mic. Right, OK. You almost uh, you stood on Noah this morning, so I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I created a, a real dead cat. Yeah, I heard you <laughs> and, uh, cheer when I did, I did that, yeah, actually, yeah. Richard. Well, then, but that's not as bad as when you shut him in the door. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> and didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't realise. <laughs> I was told three days later, do you know you shut the cat in the door? Like, nope. nope. Actually, I've got a, uh, just quite a sad story, really. Years ago, when I was in New Zealand, I uh, was working on a, an apple orchard, picking apples, you know. Do you think, know, do you think if we put a dead cat on your mic, it would stop that rustling noise that you're making? Possibly, possibly. I'm going to take my coat off, though, and, uh, and that'll be that, and I'll stop rustling now. Won't you anyway, be, be my, cold? Won't you be cold no, if you no, take your coat off? No more interruptions, no more interruptions. Uh, back to my ace story. Well, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a sad story. They were, they were, we were sharing these two houses, right? and me and a couple of other guys sharing this one house, and, uh, and then the other house was full of girls. Anyway, of course, we used to spend practically every night in the house with, with all the girls. Uh, as you do. And the, the saddest thing was, is one of the girls had this lovely little kitten that she'd adopted. It was everyone's mate, you know, we, we seemed to enjoy the company of the kitten. We went over to the lad's house after a few beers and smokes and things like that one night. 20 minutes later, we heard this wailing and crying and gnashing of teeth. I thought, what on earth could be going on? Anyway, we went over there and the, the saddest thing was, is um, one of the girls had shut the cat in the door and, and squashed its head. Oh my goodness! And, and killed it. And the poor little thing was sort of break dancing, and you know, on, in, in the bedroom floor, in its last throes of life. And it, it was, I laugh now. So I should have laughed, but it was very sad at the time. But there were there were lots of tears and tribulations off the back of that. So yeah, it's never a good idea to to shut a cat in the door because they're not the most intelligent of creatures, and they do uh, often put themselves in those in those ridiculous situations. You know, so, wow. Yeah. So Thanks. I'm glad I didn't do no any any permanent damage. It would have obviously it might well have jeopardised my the longevity of my post with Wiggles <laughs> as well. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, so I'm glad. Um, I have a feeling right that you've just told us that story quite gleefully, actually, Richard. <laughs> well, I did tell you another story the other day, didn't I, about a, about a pigeon, but I'll save that for another day when save we're talking that, about save pigeon. Save that one. So you had a great day in the garden. Yesterday, well, I wanted to do several things in our lovely county, so I, want, I wanted to speak to a couple. I've recently bought and set up and improved a company called Envirashred, and these guys go and pick up confidential documents, quite literally shred it into a pulp, and they feed it to their worms. And they've got these ah. massive, great worm beds. The lady, uh, she approached us a couple of weeks ago to see whether or not we might be interested in buying worms from them. So I, you know, I wanted to go up because I wanted to go somewhere else. So I had a, then I had a fantastic chat. Here's our little chat. 
Okay, well I've come, I'm just on the edge of the Herefordshire border as I gaze over this wonderful valley in front of me and can see what is Powys. It's a beautiful day, very cold up here. But I've come to see a couple of guys who uh, run a company called Enviroshred, Andrew and Diane. And um, they go around the countryside and pick up people's confidential, commercially sensitive documents and, uh, and feed them to their worms, effectively. Absolutely, yeah. So, hello guys, nice to see you. Hi oh, Richard. You. <laughs> you live in a wonderful part of the world up here. Yeah, we're a bit out of the way. How long have you been? How long have you been here? We've been here. It'll be three years in April. Okay, I see you've made a, you've done a wonderful job of your house. You've renovated a, a place up here. Well, we've built it from scratch, actually. It's, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, not even not even renovated. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> renovated I yeah. believe there was a property down the field. Down the field, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, not much left of that one no. now, I'm afraid. No. Right, brilliant. And you've got some of the most astonishing views in Herefordshire, probably. It's lovely. Yeah, we're looking over Prestine and Stapleton, and we can see Norton. You've got, and you're only up the road from one of the best pubs in the country as well, the Stag at Titley. That's right, yeah. If uh, we're ever trying to give directions to people, we always say the yeah. Stag and they, they seem to find us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't go there at all, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not very right. often. No, I can imagine, no. no well, it's, it's, well it's, not, it's not as expensive as it, as it might be, is it? Not really. I mean, people exactly. often think, all oh, Stag's really pricey, but it's not too bad. No, it's really? not, actually. I think no. it's one of those few places you pay for what you get. That's right, yeah, it's lovely, actually. Very good. Now I've done my, uh, now I've done my promotional stuff for the Stag, I'll send them a copy of the CD. <laughs> Get a free meal. That's right, yeah. You might struggle to get that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, anyway, shall we go and have a look? See what, see what you guys are up to? So we're walking across to Wooden Building at the moment. And what's in here? This is where we bring the confidential waste. It's unloaded out of the van, weighed and loaded into the shredder in this shed. OK, and what sort of businesses do you find yourself dealing with in the main? Well, all sorts, really. Accountants, solicitors, um, just local businesses of varying degrees of size, really. Okay. Um, Doctors, surgeries and yeah. vets. Anyone that has paper to deal with, they've got to get rid of it. Yeah. Social offices and... And what sort of tonnage are you dealing with at the moment? Well, we hope to do 100 tonnes in the 12-month period. Okay. We, we started last December, yeah. and hopefully by the end of November we'll, we should have comfortably done 100 tonnes this year. That's, that's quite a feat. That's, that's a lot of paper. It's a yeah. lot of paper, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of paper, but we're probably running at, well, I don't know, what would you say, Di, about a fifth capacity, yeah. something like that. We okay. could take a, a, a lot more yet. Do you, do you have a quick flick-through of uh, what you're what you shooting? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't dare, we wouldn't dare. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> the worms don't get a chance either. No, they no, don't. No, they're, no, they're not bothered. They, all they think about is their tummies. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, we've got a, here um, a, a great big conveyor. Presumably this is a, a kind of feed into the shredder, is it? Yep, we, we park the shredder under the uh, conveyor. Right. It's weighed on this platform scales here. So why would people, I mean, uh, in addition to shredding, why would people think that they need to shred their paper and uh, have some, someone like you guys come and pick their paper up and, and get the worms to eat it as well? Personal data, so personal data is anything like a name and address. That has to be disposed of securely. Okay. The Data Protection Act says that they must do that. Sure. So I suppose... They like us because it's there's a different side to it, you know, the composting. So it's, it's, a it's, it's an environmentally doing, friendly way of dealing with yeah, that. There's with no chemicals material. used at all or produced. No emissions. That's right, yeah. It sounds nice to, to have it composted using worms. And there's a product at the end of it that's recycled but not back into paper. Yeah, It's all it's dealt composting. with on-site as well. There's no, right. nobody else involved. It's, We're local uh, to them as well. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And how many other companies uh, are doing something similar to to you guys in the UK, do you think? I think there's... Very little. If there's, there's, anyone, there's, there's one other company I've heard of 
in Monmouth that do compost using worms, but it's not solely paper. I think it's curbside collections of green waste and okay. lots of different things. Okay. There's lots of confidential shredding companies, but nobody really deals with it in an no, environmental double, way. Double security whammy, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah, really. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's right. I often recommend to people, you know, one of the and do talks and things like that, then they can shred their bank statements and put them into the wormery for that, mm. for that sort of yeah. purpose. Yep. So, and people get quite excited by that prospect. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets quite expensive for businesses as well to, to shred it in-house. You know, yeah, until, yeah. They have to shred it to a certain, you know, it has to be quite fine if, if they're solicitors or accountants. There's a standard in which it has to be shredded to and not all shredders are capable of doing that, whereas ours is it's beyond yeah. recognition of paper nearly. It's yeah, almost yeah. dust-like when it's, um, once it's been shredded. Right, so in it goes, it's like a pulp. Almost. It's like yes, a pulp, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. We'll show yeah. you some of that in a moment. Okay, yeah. yes, let's, let's go and have a look now. Yeah. Oh wow! So this is uh, this is incredible. So we're we're walking out on the other side of the farmyard now, and uh, you've got it's considerable operation really. Yes, it's more significant than I imagined. It might. Be. I'm not quite sure what I imagined, but you've got a great big conveyor here and huge piles of like you say. It's pretty much pulp, mulch pulp paper, paper, isn't it? Yeah. The um, shredder empties um, up this elevator, yeah. and that's a vibrating screen, which uh, the paper drops through, and the plastic, uh, any plastic files, or we take lever arch files with the metal work in them, and that all goes in the shredder, and then it's okay. separated from the paper. Right. Um, it drops in this skip at the bottom, right. the metal work and plastic does, and, oh, and the paper goes out of the elevator at the end. Great, so you get a chance to uh, take a load of scrap heap as well. Well, <laughs> actually, the, the trade's down, actually. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is, but uh, no, it was good back in the summer. Wow! So it's not just paper you pick up, then. They, folks will give you documents and and files containing sensitive information. Yeah, I mean, when uh, people have a clear out, especially accountants and solicitors, I mean, they haven't got time to pull everything out of plastic wallets and and lever arch files so they just send it all to us um, the shredder will deal with it nothing's a problem as such and the whole lot really it gets recycled doesn't it yeah mm. yeah so it all goes everything uh, everything it has it has its place that's right. that's and uh, you've example. got that you've got a handful of the lovely squishy stuff there yeah so many kids so. your kids could make take this to school and make well, paper, paper mache but that's perfect for worms it's already damp they yes, like it wet. damp and it is you know, it's again, ideal yeah. Mixed with a bit of that's wonderful. Well, I had visions of long strips of shredded paper, yeah, you know, something similar to the stuff that we have in, our, you know, in our office shredder. But it's nothing like that. I mean, that that really has been rendered down to something that's hardly recognisable as paper, hasn't it? That's right. Yeah. 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 That will be compostable in no time at all, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We mix it with organic matter, sort of cattle muck, apple pomace, just to uh, make it a yeah, bit more yeah, appetising. Right, yeah, so, mix a good uh, carbon nitrogen mix, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's but, all uh, important, yeah. And then in the summer, they're, well, they're fed weekly, aren't they? Yeah, in the summer, they shift a, a lot of paper then. Um, we've yeah. got three pits in now. We plan to put another one in in the next couple of weeks. Okay. And we've got the worms to stock that one as well. And have you, have you got sufficient worms? Are they breeding themselves to, so yeah. you can replenish your... Yeah, we've or, got plenty or, of worms ourselves now yeah yeah, yeah. the shed that we've walked through um, we've got some more boxes where we intensively breed worms as well so the the compost and the eggs are separated and then they're left to hatch so we've, we've always got batches to to throw into the the pits 
But they breed in the pits as well, don't they? They you do know, breed in the uh, pits now, yeah. It's gone a bit cold for them now. They'll, they'll get slower over the winter, as I'm sure you, uh, yeah, you realise. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially today. Gosh, yeah, especially up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were, learnt last year, really, when we had the small boxes breeding, they were escaping in the cold and we were trying to keep them warm yeah. with bubble wrap and all sorts of things. And right, right. just decided this year we'll stop in the autumn and um, yeah, then yeah. start again. Yeah, that's a good idea, so I think. We've got a stock of worms that we're going to use for next spring. And, and the rest will be in the pits for the winter. Mm. Snuggled up nice and warm, hopefully. That's right. Wonderful. Should we go and see these worms? Yeah, yeah, come on. We'll go back this way. So you, you know, you've just peeled back, and what is that? A carpet covered in moss. That's, that's a lovely looking. You know that that carpet. I don't think I've ever seen such such natural looking carpet. <laughs> We've got some like this in the house yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and underneath, there are quite literally millions of worms. So the these are the baby back. worms. Yeah, okay. from, from this last summer that have, have right. hatched. Right, right. Um, they're doing really well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Normally, they're just feeding on the top in a mass really and uh, it's been quite yeah, cold just, overnight so they've yeah, uh, got down, down here haven't they a bit yeah. Yeah. but this would be lovely material probably Plans. hanging baskets <laughs> gorgeous compost yeah. yeah yeah it's wonderful stuff so what goes into these bins then what are you uh, is this is this again just a mix of paper and pumice and, yeah uh, yeah same mix as we use in the beds really yeah, yeah. Uh, we buy sort of worm food in as well um, like a corn, a ground corn. Okay. Right, the, right. Yeah, just to uh, just to give them give them the protein they need, I guess. Yes, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, just to yeah. the young ones growing um, a bit. Isn't and it? in the yeah. the original boxes where I've been breeding the worms and horse muck and um, the compost, and I, I really don't have to do much to them for the rest of the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Horse for, seems for about to have a month. Feed yeah. In it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can time. you can definitely grow worms pretty much exclusively on horse manure. Mm. I think and it's often difficult to grow as many worms as you need to take away from the, the compost to sell them mm. and get compost at the same time if you're not supplementary feeding that's that's the um, only thing but yeah. um, but certainly lots of folks now because there's a new situation with horse manure isn't there people can't just leave it on the land for any other no, time they have yeah. to get rid of it so mm. of course if you can render it down to the actions of earthworms mm. perfect scenario Absolutely. Great. It's funny how I never cease to be amazed by, um, or interested, or uh, almost excited by the sight of worms in different settings. Which is, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that says about me, but, but they're looking really healthy. You don't know what species they are. I mean, I, I kind of think I, I know what species they are, but you. Well, blue nose worms are, are what we uh, would hold. Yeah. So whether there's a more technical name for them, you're probably better placed. You to are. Say. <laughs> probably, probably is. I mean, there are, there are species of uh, 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 Icena, a genus Icena. So Certainly, but I, I can't quite work out whether they're um, Icena fatida or, uh, or Icena andrea. They're quite a small looking worm, but they're a lovely red worm. You know, they're yes. very, very bright. They're brighter um, than the worms that we supply, actually. So I don't think they're exactly the same species no. that, that, that we supply. But yeah. They are some of the young, well, the young yeah, ones from this year. So I imagine yeah. they could get a lot bigger. So we're wandering across the field now, which is great. What a lovely place you do live in. Very lucky, yeah, aren't you? Quite really? lucky, yes. Mm. Yeah, we just get five months of summer and seven yeah, months of winter. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't definitely won't be any. There's no noise or light pollution out here. That's no. your fact. <laughs> so we're kind of walking across here, and we've got these. Oh, these are massive, great raceways, almost, aren't they? Yeah, Galvanised, the sided. Two original pits we put in, and that's. Uh, uh, Slightly uh, cheaper model down there. Okay, uh, <laughs> that the, that's the last. Is that the one first one? Or is that <laughs> no, the first that's, the, that's the last. Oh, one, that's the last one. Okay. Yeah, these are uh, 
insides and tarmac bottoms but um, speaking to people they say you can do, build the pits a lot cheaper by using the geotextile woven plastic right okay and, um, and they seem to work really well in there don't they Kai? we've stopped they that one uh, we haven't had that one going very long but we've stopped it and it seems to work oh wow so these are these are huge they're lovely long beds Look at that. Yeah, I know, I know. The wormies have gone down. Yeah, they'll 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 be down in the, in the bottom, aren't they? What they've it? done there is. Ah, oh, there you go. Look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've piled them high with muck and paper, really, for the winter. You won't need to feed them on a weekly basis, and come spring, hopefully, when it starts to warm up, that will almost be a level. I think you're right. Pit and. I think uh, they'll, they'll render that down. That's now, right, they, yeah. The I mean, the summer, it's amazing to see how quickly they can get through, yeah. through oh, what you put on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you say, we feed them weekly in the summer, and it's. It's amazing what we can feed yeah. them, really. I see you've got some, you've got some edible fungus growing there. That's right, yeah, I'm you, sure there's you, all you sorts of... I don't know whether you'd want to. <laughs> <laughs> is it edible? <laughs> it, is, it, is, it, is, it is, it is. You can dry it, make it, make um, lovely uh, soups out of it, sauces and things like that. Mm. Yeah, pick it and dry it. Um, don't, uh, don't do it. No, I've told no. you to. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look very tempting to me, so I think I might just leave it there. Yeah, that's right. Do you think he's after the house? <laughs> <laughs> and you've got this lovely long mat on the top, your sort of insulating material on the top. Is that uh, a hessian or it could be a coir? Yeah, coir, yeah. yeah. yeah that type of thing but it seems to work well with it yeah well, it allows the rain through it and you've, they like the darkness no, you're very industrious aren't you I can see that you've gone you know and you've, you've spied on things that you think might be useful <laughs> and, and tried to get them for the, for, for the best for the best effect it was free <laughs> that's right I know, yeah. that's exactly what I'm trying to say yeah. I was trying to be really really diplomatic I think uh, you're looking at something maybe a bubble wrap or something that will yeah, warm it up we a few weeks earlier that. in the spring that yeah. could sit underneath that yeah, in normal circumstances now, they, I mean, the only real way to, to breed worms is to do it undercover, you I'm know, sure in climate-controlled yeah. environments. Mm. So, because uh, they like a, a sort of fairly consistent temperature, 20 degrees, you know, it's like us, and it's definitely not that today. No, <laughs> so, yeah. so these guys are going to be slowing action. right down. That's right. Yeah. No, you've put a lot of effort into this, haven't you? Though I can see there's quite yes, a lot of yeah, work and thought, and, and you, you must have enjoyed it a little bit. Well, I think you've enjoyed doing something different to the farm, you know, haven't you? Yeah. And, uh, well, that's wonderful. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to show me around anyway. No, well, thank you for coming. And well, it's lovely to meet you both. Yes, no, thank you. Wow, it's amazing some of the things that are going on in Herefordshire that you don't know about, isn't it? So you're trying to tell me that was something that you didn't know about that was can going I, on in Herefordshire? Can I admit, I think I might have heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm pretty much... I'm pretty but sure now I know more. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, shall we have a Montycast? Let's do that. Montycast, a weekly fact on wiggliness. In the UK, bird protection law allows the cleaning out of nests from August the 1st to the 31st of January. Another Montycast, a weekly fact on wiggliness, next week. Fantastic, thanks Monty. Superb, it's nice to hear from you. He's getting on well at school apparently. He is, he is indeed. You see the other day with a nice little trendy haircut, growing up fast. But annoying us in... Not annoying, that's not the right No, word. no, I think it's right. Annoying, annoying yeah. us in the office <laughs> because he's on half term. Right. Changing everyone's... I'm glad I've got the laptop now so I can take it out of the office and when I get back it's not abused by Monty and there's all these different files on there and the whole thing's been corrupted. So. <laughs> now, well. now, now, Works now, now. Well. <laughs> anyway, you've been up to some stuff on uh, on Facebook, I noticed, about uh, what is this, this Bakashi-thon you've been talking about. I'm not entirely sure I get the you gist don't of get what, it, you're, do you? what you're trying to achieve. Well, do you, I just want, what I'm trying to achieve is 
trying to work out how fast Bokashi decomposes because I've asked quite a few people and I've got lots of different answers. So when I wanted to see, because we say that if, when you Bokashi ferment your kitchen waste and then you dig it into the garden or you put it in your wormery or you put it in your compost bin, then it decomposes really quickly. Yeah. So I wanted to find out how quickly. Uh, okay. So I thought, well, rather than just do this on my own, I could ask other wiggly people or Facebook members to have a look at their bakashi right. and do with it what they, what they will, whether it's in the wormery or digging it in or whatever, okay. and then have a look at it and see how fast it breaks down. Right. And I've got about five or six people now who are monitoring their bakashi, including supposedly you and Heather... Yeah. Although I'm not quite sure that you are. Yeah, some, some of my monitoring programs are a little bit uh, ad hoc, which uh, is in keeping with my completely inconsistent mind. <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting to see because this time of year in the, in the microbial world, things do tend to slow down as they do uh, across the board. And from experience, not that I've closely monitored this type of instance, but the pickling process is definitely quicker and more efficient in the summertime than it is at this time of year. Mm. But now, because you're doing this and involving several people in this process, then the ideal scenario here is to be able to get some sort of comparative notes between now throughout the winter and the summer next year. Mm. We shall see. We shall see what that brings. But in the meantime, when are you, when are you likely to get your first results? Um, my Bokashi bin has been sealed for about a week and a half now. So I'll be opening it up at the weekend. Right. So it's been fermenting, closed for a okay. week and a half. So I'll be opening it up at the weekend yeah. and having a look at it. So I might take some photos. Yeah. And then I'm going to... I've pulled some broken um, kind of worms trays out of the recycling. And I'm going to try just putting some of the Bokashi compost in the worm trays mm-hmm. with no compost, no other... No worms, just there. So it's kind of on its own to have a look and see what happens to that. Okay. And then I might mix some soil in with another bit and... Yes, we'll see, we'll see. So then, I don't know, I'm not approaching this in a very scientific manner. (laughs) It it seems, it it has the basis of a, a, you know, a scientific experiment, certainly. So, uh, and I think it's quite nice. It's not, the the, the problem with science, it tends to to, uh, frighten people. And 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 it's sterile, isn't it? Science can be a bit sterile, really. Oh, I don't know, I've I've had some fun in in, in the labs. (laughs) But what, now Podchef has made some interesting comments about it because he thought that perhaps if we were actually watching, observing our experiments, then we would be changing the outcome. Right. So maybe he's got a point, but do you know what? Possibly, but Who then, cares? you know, he's, he's, you know Podchef, he's, he's, he just over-confuses things. So as lovely as he is, yes. just, just, just ignore any comment he makes. <laughs> I think he had a night. I think he had a night on Facebook, you know, and not posted comments on about three different threads at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually he's a great bloke. He's a very interesting chap. He, he was um, he blew up a car battery the other day when he was trying to charge it. That's besides the point. So you're going to get involved with the Bakashi bin, Richard. You're going to let us know what you do with your Bakashi bins, yeah. and then how quickly it breaks down. Definitely good. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll keep you informed. And if any other listeners want to as well, then. Karen's done a blog on it, which has got some great links to Simon Sherlock's experiment as well. And he's going about it in a very scientific manner and is yeah. measuring the amount of juice he gets and taking photos of right. all the different stages. Right, good. So have good. a look, Facebook or the blog. Fabulous. And um, let us know how you get on. Okay. Now, the other thing, of course, that happened last week is Lucy Carroll came over from uh, Carroll's Heritage Potatoes. You know, we, supplied, oh. we talked previously about our <coughs> potatoes of lying. And it was the first time I met Lucy, in fact. And she turned out to be particularly lovely. 
and uh, I, I took her into the garden, and as opposed to took her in the garden, which I think is... <laughs> <laughs> that's what you were laughing about earlier. And, uh, and we had this wonderful. <laughs> she's not. She's not the woman. She's not the woman on Facebook that you've made friends with. Oh no, no. I, just uh, because no, she's I discovered, not uh, got I discovered very many. Who, <laughs> I discovered who that was. Yeah, no. So that was uh, that was someone called uh, Anne McCracken, who was who was equally lovely. Uh, but Anne worked with me on on shows previously she was one of the students that I, I interviewed ages ago and a real entrepreneur in her own right she takes she's got skiing schools in France and all sorts wow. of things There's all sorts of wonderful <laughs> things but that's a shot of her on the slopes so I think it was like an end of ski season party so she yes. was in this uh, in this kind of uh, female Flintstones outfit on the slopes <laughs> because I had this friends request like, I've got no idea who you are but definitely I'm definitely your friend <laughs> Does Sarah but, listen to the but, podcast, but, 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 Richard? Yeah, she does, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah, no, she knows I'm stupid, so that's fine. Um, she's, <laughs> she's never enough to realise that I just talk completely rubbish. So, uh, so anyway... Potatoes, uh, heritage potatoes. potatoes. We, had this, we had this great uh, great conversation about potatoes, something that Lucy's obviously quite passionate about. But I'm just going to leave that for the listener. OK, well, we've ventured our way out into the Wiggly Garden on this beautiful autumnal day. And uh, I'm joined by Lucy Carroll of Carroll's Potatoes, nonetheless. Hi, Richard. Hello. It's nice to be here. It's nice to, it's nice to have you here. Yeah, and you've, uh, you've enjoyed your day. I think you had this treat you to lunch and all sorts of goodies. Yes, had a good look round, and it's a fantastic setup. I'm really, really impressed. Good. It was it's decent of you to come now because it's uh, you're, you're a long way from home, aren't you? Yes. Yes. It's taken five five and a half hours, but well worth the trip. Good. Good. <laughs> but you're not going back tonight anyway. You're, no, you're tomorrow. Right. So tomorrow. making the most of Herefordshire anyway. Yeah. Uh, we started supplying um, heritage potatoes last year. Mm. And they, they proved very popular, I and mean, we grew some here. We grew, yes. we grew some fantastic salad blue potatoes in oh, the Wiggly good. Garden. Good. And subsequently, you've told me you might have problems supplying those this year, <laughs> which, is, which is great. But, uh, but hopefully, we'll get some off you yes, again. It's anyway, all down I... to having the seed. We grow the seed in Fife, and the seed needs to be inspected. It's certified proper certified seed right. um, heritage potato seed okay. so some years it's very successful and other years it's not and obviously okay. with these heritage varieties the older varieties they're more susceptible to unfortunately not passing the grade what, what's, so, what's the grade then well, what's the criteria for don't go uh, too too deep okay. here <laughs> but they have to be virus free I mean, there's probably much more. It's much more complicated than that. But the inspectors from potato councils, etc., come to actually inspect the crops. So they mm. have to pass tests to be able to become certified seed for us to sell okay. the seed to gardeners. Right. So presumably, that's, they've, they've got to be sure that they're not hybridised with anything. Exactly. They've got um, got to got to go through different loops through their growing period. And of course, you guys are leaf farmers as well, aren't you? We are. Yes, linking environment and farming. That's the way the way we farm at home with leaf mark accreditation. But seed is really a new part of our business. Right. We sell potatoes for eating, yep. um, heritage varieties of potatoes for eating to the public mail order, but also to restaurant chefs all over Britain yeah. and a few retail outlets. And it's really through the public demand that um, we now sell seed for people to grow their very own. Okay, we have been receiving lots and lots of calls over the last two years do you sell seed and we were saying no 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 and then we thought well 
I think it's time we started to say yes. And together with Heather, we talked about making the seed available to, you know, this heritage seed available to the public to buy. Certainly, so certainly. That, that's why this Fantastic. has happened. Yeah, And yeah, I mean, you must have your favourites. I mean, do you, uh, do um. you get fed up with potatoes? Or, you know, <laughs> I, no. I, I remember many moons ago, I used to work on a fish farm and uh, we yeah. had uh, 300 tonnes of trout in the fish farm and none of us would ever go down and, and kill one to eat. Yes. <laughs> because the last thing we want to yeah. do is eat, eat trout. But, yes. um, you know, no, you... I, I, I try not to have a favourite because they're, they're like, like my children. They're all very, very important. <laughs> okay. They'll have good points and I'm sure, bad I'm points. I'm sure your but... kids would really, really enjoy being likened to, to <laughs> a spud. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> yeah. They won't like that. But, I mean, I they were all good for different things. Right. So you've got, you know, the very flowery Dunbar Rover. Yeah. Very tasty, you know, really dry, makes fantastic roast potatoes. Okay. And then you've got pink fair apple, which is very waxy and got a nutty flavour. Mm. And then you've got Sharps Express, which is an early variety, so that would be harvested a bit earlier. And okay. that's a you know, new season variety. So right, right. they've all got their own place. And yeah. I, I wouldn't want to have a favourite because they're all wonderful. They've okay. all got character and great qualities that right. really to have a favourite would be unfair to the rest of them. Right, OK. <laughs> so well, I, I can't have They've all yeah, got great well, no points. One, no one could say you you're uh, slightly biased about your potatoes. <laughs> Very biased. Fair play. Pink, you were telling me about. Um, I didn't. I, I meant to grow some pink fir apples this year, yes. and I, did, I didn't get around to it. Yes. I think possibly because of uh, space was a bit of a premium in my garden when it came round to the chance of getting them in the ground. But okay. uh, um, you said because uh, one thing that pink fir apples yes. uh, have a, a lots of sort of multiple roots kind of a, a, a slightly yeah, distorted very, shape they're very tubers. knobbly in, in shape so they're quite unusual um, as a potato in shape and as I say the flavour of pink fir apples lovely it's not the the potato you would peel right, um, I think okay. we were discussing earlier yeah, so so it's difficult just, to peel so I so said Richard quite, no you don't yeah. peel pink fur apples <laughs> so you quite literally sort of push the skin off with your fingers or just leave the skin just on leave, just, just clean brush them, them. Okay. yeah just a little brush if you've got a, a potato scrubber okay and if not then look on our website you can <laughs> buy one that's <laughs> sure I'm thinking that's a wiggly product why aren't we, why aren't we well, selling we can, potato we can, scrubbers we can find yeah. you some your own design or no they're not no I found them online and okay. I now you know have God, them yes, for it's a, I think it's an accompanying product you know well it's, it's useful they're very yeah. useful yeah, yeah. Um, together with a potato storage bag okay <laughs> we have those as well <laughs> potato but, accessories but really because I mean, again, we've been drawn to having these things and supplying these things because our customers have asked for them and, you sure. know, they've had problems with storage. So, you know, we sell little bags which contain three kilos of potatoes with a zip up the side, they're black inside, they're breathable and the potatoes stay in the dark. Right, so it's right. very important you store your potatoes in a dry, dark yeah, certainly. place. Yeah, mm. yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I, personally, I'm looking forward to trying a couple of new Good. varieties next you, year. Yes, you so. must grow some more yourself, Richard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll endeavour to do that. <laughs> well, thanks for this. Okay, I'm looking forward for to working down. with you this next season and uh, hope your customers enjoy them. Cheers, Lucy. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for that, Richard. I'm really looking forward to planting some of these potatoes next year. And... Um, I think that's it from us, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's uh, it's definitely a bye-bye from me. And a bye-bye from me.